0: Hey guys, welcome to episode three of Enlightened Podcast. Today, we are joined by one of my best friends in the whole world, Mallory C. She's going to jump on here and talk about what it's like being a leader during this time and what life looks like in Nashville, living in a house with a bunch of roommates. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited to dive in. Mallory Good morning! Good morning! <laughs> oh, it's so early. Thank you so much for jumping on and just, yeah, sharing life. I miss you. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. I know. It's been truly
1: almost a month, which is just insane, and we don't even know what day it is
0: anymore. I know. Truly. What's day Wednesday? Yes, day is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday the 8th. Learned it's <laughs> Passover this morning. Oh, gosh. How weird is that? That Easter Sunday is literally the Sunday. I know. It's just, I don't know. There's something spiritual about it. It's really yeah. insane. It's definitely one I feel like we're going to remember forever. Yeah. And Truly. it's so, it's like so relevant for this time, you know? I know. And
1: it's taking us back, I mean, churches in the house, like the olden days. It Easter, is. Easter
0: It truly is. I mean, that is crazy. And there's something super special about that. Um, But anyway, we can dive into that later. Okay, well, let's share with everyone kind of our background on our friendship and how we met.
1: Well, first, we got to give a shout out to Miss
0: Kimberly, wherever she is, (laughs) because
1: she's the one who connected us. My mom's best friend. I love it.
0: I know. So sweet. We randomly got a group text one day from our friend Bryce's mom, Miss Kimberly. And she said, hey, girls, you both live in Nashville. You need to be friends. And I feel like we knew each other at Auburn. You know, we ran mm-hmm. in, like, extended circles. And we would see each other at events and stuff. But, like, we were not super close friends until you actually moved to Nashville. Or I moved to Nashville. You are already here.
1: but. Yeah. And then we I mean, then we just started doing all the things together. It was I know. Amazing.
0: And <laughs> then we quickly became foodies and tried every remember that first literally the first couple months I was here, I was like, I wanna try every Nash every restaurant in Nashville. And so we made a list and we literally went to every nice restaurant. <laughs> we have conquered it, truly. We, we have. have. But it was so fun. We got dinner crews out of it. I mean, We were all in, two feet in. (laughs) I know, we need to talk about our monthly supper club thing that we have going right now.
1: The fun thing about our friendship is there's so many different levels of things we could talk about. Like, we could talk about daily stupid things. We could talk about big life things. We could talk about just spiritual things. That's what I I love about
0: it. I do, too. It's so sweet. And I just, like... We're going to have to go on like a virtual walk soon because I'm so used to our daily, almost literally almost everyday walks that we do. So Mallory and I live a couple blocks from each other and we meet at this little neighborhood coffee shop called Box, which is, all, and we've done that, they they actually just closed and they're hopefully about to open a breakfast taco place there, which we're all stoked about. But we always walk and we walk around Spirit Park. We live in the 12 South area. So it's such a dream, literally thinking about life. You know, what I, what would I want my life to look like at 25? Be like walking to brunch with my friends at 12 South on Saturday mornings. Like that is a dream. So I miss it and I'm ready to get back to normal.
1: I know. The hard thing about that is, you know, what is new normal?
0: That's what we're, we're seeing in the workplace. I know. Well, okay, Mal, tell us about work. Tell us what you do. Tell us what your role is. Um, And like, what has it been like having so much responsibility in this season? I know that like that has to be so heavy.
1: Yeah. So I work for Able, which we are having an online warehouse sale this week. If anyone needs a little shopping, Um, not (laughs) yes, shameless plug. Um, But I have actually... My journey at ABLE has been really diverse, which is fun um, and really an adventure. But I started out as an intern and then a shoe designer and the CEO's um, assistant. And then I moved into a wholesale coordination position. And then now I am the wholesale sales director. And so moving from an intern to um, my position now in two and a half years has been a wild ride. Um, Let me tell you, I was Googling how to do shoe design? If anyone <laughs> you can't
0: do it, you can do it. Um, just Google's your best friend. But, well, Matt, no, hold on. Before we dive into that, tell us what Able is. Like, I love this company because it aligns so much with who you are and like your heart and what you feel like your life mission is. And it's just, it's you have to explain just the heart behind it.
1: Yes, thank you for saying that. So ABLE is a ethical lifestyle brand with the mission to empower women by giving them sustainable work. So it's specifically women ranging from addiction and homelessness all the way into um, women who are just underprivileged and empowering women. Um, So our whole mission in that scale is to in generational poverty and to do so by paying women Um, what we see statistically and then I'll stop there because I could go for days but is that women give a higher percentage of income back to their family and so if you look at the quickest way to end generational poverty it would be to um, provide for women and so that is our mission. And um, we are based here in Nashville, which is amazing, our founders from here. And then, um, you know, we employ women in Ethiopia, Mexico, really all over the world, and specifically in Nashville as well. But leading in today's climate is wild. And I don't even know if I have words yet to describe it. Um But it's been a mix of sadness, of hopefulness, of just complete transparency and vulnerability. And the reason for that is, as everyone is impacted by the virus, no one has gone unimpacted. The economic impact is truly just the most that we've ever seen and the most we might ever see in our lifetime. And so for Able, that's means that's meant furloughs. That's meant, um, affecting our supply chain and our manufacturers who rely on our, our purchase orders. Um, and, but what I've seen, and there was a time when that made me extremely sad and what I've seen the team do and the leaders at Able. um, we do in our mission is to get our friends back to work as soon as we possibly can. And so that's why we're doing family first warehouse sales and things like that. And so it's my sadness has created, has been turned into hopefulness because I know the people on my team and I are all on the same goal. And our goal is to get as many sales in the door as we can um, so that we can get our friends back into the workplace. ASAP and so um it's just I think that if we all I think one day we'll all sit back and say I don't know how I felt so many emotions at one time
0: and didn't even realize it yeah woof yeah that is like gosh that would be so hard as a leader to have to furlough your employees I can't imagine
1: I know. And the hope that we bring on is that they are coming back. Um, but, you know, it, there's specific people on my team that I'm thinking about right now that I wish I had Zoom meeting calls with today. And so what that's done for me is put a fire under my booty to say, if I want to want them on a Zoom call, I got to get the sales. And so um, Jack, my um, boyfriend, actually told me something that has stuck with me but he said well who's getting the sales right now and I was so defeated in that moment but what that did was change my mentality on well we got to pivot and we got to fight and so um we're all all surviving so
0: what are you doing to pivot right now
1: so really we've become an e-commerce brand with a, which we already had, but we've really focused on that. For anyone who is not aware of ABLE, we also have a flagship store. And then we have a, a big percentage of our company is wholesale. So what we've done is we've pivoted to an online store. And then with our wholesale partners, we've partnered them with, with, with them in any way we can. In the sense, they can shop online and get a percentage revenue. They can um, use this unique code and sell things over social and we're giving them content to do that. So what we've tried to do with our accounts is make them digital e-commerce brands that are still partnered with able. And so, um, there's still more to learn and more that we'll see in the business place, but we're trying to get really creative. And, you know, that's, I think where we're all, we all will have to live or
0: we'll die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are a couple of things I want to say to that first, It's so cool to me. It's been so fun being so close to you just in this journey of you growing in this company and just going from being an intern to then designing shoes. And I would walk in any boutique in Nashville or North Carolina or Atlanta or California. And if they have able, there are shoes there that you designed. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like Mallory's the coolest. Like I was at Blackberry Farms last year and walked in and saw some shoes. And I was like, Mallory actually designed those slides right there. Like Mallory drew those with <laughs> the wonderful Jordan Slaughter. Home, like seriously, both of y'all are like dream team. I know, but, shout out. she's epic. I know, but to see you grow from that to leading people and being this wholesale director, right? Is that the title wholesale director? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're leading these women all over the country and you do it with so much grace and poise and you're you have relationships everywhere and people like are drawn to you and look to you for guidance and leadership and like you can just see, I mean, we were in Highlands, North Carolina one day last fall and we walked in this a store downtown. If any of you have been there, Holland's is a dream. You should go. It's like my favorite place on the whole planet. Um, But we walked in and these ladies were like, Oh, you're Mallory. And I was like, of course, of course they know her. And they were like, you're with Abel," And they started talking and like, they're just drawn to her and she does such a good job at what she does. Um, But from that, I want to say like, I know how hard retail is and How much it's requiring you to pivot from this side of, oh gosh, like we have to have revenue coming in in this season right now in order to provide jobs for these women and like ultimately fulfill our mission. So it's like, how do you do this in like an ethical way? But also feel like you're supporting all of these stores. And yeah, there are just so many sides to it. And it's just really impressive to hear how you're doing that. And I mean, our family's in retail. So, We have, you know, we have 12 12 furniture stores right now that we had to close and mostly because of the safety aspect and it's just, you're at such an advantage with having your company be e-commerce and we aren't really there yet, but we're having to be really um, careful with how we you know bring people out into the workplace and like expose them and all of that and so we've done a lot of things like you know calling people how can we help anyway all that to say (laughs) that's really cool to see how you're pivoting and that's awesome and I'm just really proud of you for like leaning in and you know just taking the bull by the horns and tackling life as we know it right now and it's crazy. Like, how would we have, who could have called this like six months ago? I, I never would have thought something like this would happen where we would be all stuck in one place and having to like lay people or furlough people. That I mean,
1: yeah. And it's wild. It's truly, it's the 9-11 of healthcare. And I just am so incredibly grateful for the team at ABLE. And I, I wouldn't be able to get through this without them. So it's truly but it's it's a team mentality right now. As
0: always. (laughs) That's so cool. Okay, well I'm gonna ask the next question. Thanks for sharing that. That was so good. Um, okay, how's it going working from home? I love it. (laughs) So in my job I
1: normally travel quite a bit. So when travel got canceled, I actually had I think four or five trips that got canceled in the next two months for work. And so at first I was so bummed. I love to travel. It's so energizing. But guys, I am loving working from home. <laughs> too much so? To maybe a little bit. You know, I love it. Um, but there's an efficiency aspect to me that I love it. And then what I've been loving is that everyone at five or five thirty literally turns off their computer, and walks outside. And everyone is outside on 10th or 12th Avenue. And it is like the 1950s. And I just, I love it. It's this neighborhood mentality. Yeah. It's like, hi, stay six feet away from me. But hi, (laughs) please back up. The other day, I had a girl hold her breath while she walked next to me.
0: Unsure if I had coughed or something. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yes. That's so funny. People are just really really annoyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's real. (laughs) Okay, I've gotten all these Snapchats of, or maybe it was Instagram stories of rollerblading in your house. Tell me about that.
1: Yes. So let me tell you, a conference call with one roommate doing trample or trampolining and one roommate rollerblading (laughs) is like taking a conference call in the circus. But my roommate, Kate and Grace Hayden, both got rollerblades. I missed the vote on that, and they are now sold out. But what I've been doing is running yes. to them while they do it. But it actually works out because who's going to, like, who's mom to stop them when they fall? That's so true.
0: Like, a really bad situation going down a hill or something. That would be, yes. yes.
1: The other day, so Kate was just, we are not professionals. Let me be clear. <laughs> And Kate is going down what we thought wasn't really a hill, but there is a slight slope. So she is just starting to fly Mm -hmm. down the hill. And so, you know, glad I was there. Really could stop her. Yes.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) You might take me down with her. I'm so glad you're there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad y'all didn't both go down. I'm so sad. I wish that I could just come and be there. Mm -hmm. But I'm trusting that we're both where we're supposed to be right now. So we're it's true. It and we're following the rules. Um, but hey, I want to hear. So during all of this, how do you feel like you've been able to rest and like take care of yourself? Because I know like with all this responsibility has to come a lot of stress. So how are you caring for yourself and your body and your mind and everything?
1: Yeah. And if anyone is out there like me, they're probably not sleeping very well. And I've struggled with that for, you know, probably one of the first times of, you know, why am I waking up in the middle of the night when I think I'm totally fine? And I think that we're all, our body is, for lack of a better term, just emotionally fried. And so rest is, I say that to say I've needed more rest than I realized. And I've really tried to do active and just truly Laying rest, and so some of that look like starting books or just sitting and looking outside. I actually started a new um, Yale, the, the University of Yale is doing it, and it's a class called the Science of Well Being. And I started it like we've probably already all started things of like, oh, I need to do something during this time, which is not rest. Let me be clear. <laughs> And in it, it talks about rest is a huge part of the science of well-being. And so what I've actually done is started the class and cool. then taken a break to rest. <laughs> and I'll resume it another time. But um, for me, it's really looked like being outside, taking long walks, and then just really just staying at home um, and going to bed early and just giving your body the things that it needs.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Like the first thing that you said about you woke up in the middle of the night and you thought that you were okay. It's like this idea that your subconscious, like your conscious brain might be thinking everything's great and I've got everything under control and I'm fine. Like I'm having a great time, but your subconscious is still thinking that there's like, you know, thinking about the idea of like all of that out there, like there's a crisis happening there's so much I can't control. And even though like the forefront of my mind, I seem to be fine and I'm doing my same routine and I'm with my friends, like we have to take the time to care for our subconscious brain. And I think that is so true with like slowing down and you realize more of like when you slow down, you check in with yourself and you're like, okay, like what do I, what does my body need right now? And like, what do I need to be outside? I think I need to be outside. And then you go outside. And, and so like when you're caring for your body and like your subconscious in that way, like it's good and you see the fruits of that. And I know that you are like, I'm sure that when you do those things to rest, like you're able to sleep better at night and things like that. That's really cool.
1: And I think this is a time of us learning what we really need because it's stripped away so much.
0: Yeah. It's like forced you to stop. Like it has forced you. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, how are you staying connected with your friends, your family, and your boyfriend? How's that going? <laughs> it is, I mean, I think we're,
1: we're all so thankful for Zoom, am I right? Oh, wow. Um, and the phrase, can you hear me? Am I muted? Um, <laughs> <but>
0: Seriously, <laughs> everyone
1: says that. Hello, can you hear me? I'm here. <laughs> I mean, it really has been, it's been really fun to just Skype people and really be intentional on the conversations you're having and be silly over Zoom. And so I've tried to do that with, you know, people in all areas of my life. I've missed my family like crazy. We're um, all spread out all over the Southeast. And so um, we've done calls and video chats. And then um, here in Nashville, we've, you know, walked 12 or six feet apart sometimes on the ladder um, yeah. and it's been so great having grace and grace payton and kate here just to ha- not be alone during this time i'm i really have been thinking and feeling for the people who are experiencing that and then as far as um jack he lives with his brothers which has been so fun so i'm um they're part of my quarantine crew and we have cooked so many things i'm talking about fried chicken
0: lamb meatballs what amazing oh i know they're so glad to have you around
1: no they're we really have had so much fun and so it just looks like getting creative with your time and i just have loved connecting with people on a new new scope y'all
0: mallory is one of the very best cooks and bakers that i know and I mean, I'm surprised you said you you weren't like cooking to rest, which I know now it's kind of like a necessity. Like we have to cook to survive, to eat because we can't go <laughs> out. But like, tell us some more random stuff. Like tell us about your bread. Tell us about what you're making. Like, yes. So random things in your pantry. She's like the queen of pulling random things together and making this fabulous meal for all of us. And we're like, you did what? You made gnocchi? You did what? <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> I know. So it truly is. It's, it's so fun
1: for me. The least fun part about it is the dishes, which is probably why I don't classify it as rest these days. <laughs> but That's real. I have my, Becky, this, but I have my grandmother's starter and it's around 40 years old. And so a starter is just pretty much rising yeast that you turn into actual bread you can make. And so I have made, Gosh, chocolate toffee bread, normal bread, cinnamon rolls, savory cinnamon rolls is our new favorite, um, which is just pesto and that everything serving. So from- good. Holy cow, they're so good. <laughs> Trader Joe's. And then last night, I was making homemade ravioli. And let me tell you, it's not for the faint of heart. I oh. spent about an hour making eight. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Oh, it sounds so good. But also, like, you want to eat it slow. And I'm sure whoever you fed it to, they were like, okay, I want more. (laughs) Like, wait. Yeah, there's no more. (laughs) And then
1: our newest thing is I have never been good at making cocktails. And so we just got a cocktail shaker. And our first cocktail last night was a French 75. Yum. It's, you know, gin and champagne and a few other things. And so that's our new endeavor. I love
0: that. Gosh, I'm so glad. Like I came home and last night, dad was like, can I fix you a drink? And I'm not kidding you. He makes the best gin and tonic I've ever had. And I even posted it on my Instagram story last night and five random people commented and said, you're not kidding. Your dad does make the best gin and tonic. I was like, "Oh, well, bless up. I'm quarantined with the right person. This no. is like a 5 o'clock every afternoon after work. All four of us meet on the back porch, and we're like cocktail hour. <laughs> that is epic. I <laughs> mean But anyway, I love that. That's so good. I'm like craving. I was talking about your bread last night to my mom. Like, I can eat, like, a whole loaf of that by myself. And then one time you made these sourdough bagels for me, and I still dream about them. And I (laughs) also, you made croissants the other day. Anyway, we could talk about (laughs) – we could do a whole thing on Mallory and her baking because it's fabulous. But let's just say I'm carb-loading during the quarantine. (laughs) I don't know how you're, like – I don't know how you don't, like, blow up. anyway. (laughs) Um. You, yeah, you're just crazy amazing. Okay, so next question: Are you reading any books, or watching any good shows, or listening to any good podcasts? I know you said you're doing that thing with Yale, um, sites of well being. But what else are you doing? Are you listening to?
1: So, if you know me, you know I'm a terrible TV watcher. (laughs) I need it to be a joint activity, but I've been loving watching movies. And I'm gonna be honest, if anyone's seen Frozen 2, it is epic.
0: <gasps> I haven't seen it yet.
1: It is great. But we've been watching all sorts of movies. Next up on my list is Ford versus Ferrari. And um I have actually never seen any or I've only seen part of the Lord of Lord of the Rings series. So that's on my list to do. And then um I've been just I'm back, like, we've talked about this. I'm terrible at starting books and not finishing them. And so I have been reading a lot of books in the sense i've probably started five i think um and i'm about three chapters in i love it i love it
0: what's been your favorite book
1: so far sully which is actually about the um, pilot who landed in the hudson river and it's just sort of a narrative about his life and how he got there and what it reminds me is that we're all especially during this time is that we all have a path and those details matter and the Lord stake out those details um, before we're even aware of them. And his story is a really beautiful representation of that.
0: I love that. That's a good, that's so good. This, this will pivot into the next question. That's a great segue. What do you feel like you've learned about yourself and God during this time? I, when
1: I really have learned, I think the Lord has asked me several times the question, do you trust me? And that to me has, I think I've had a low bar for what trust in the Lord looks like, a low standard, if you will. And so he has really um, tested that standard and made me realize that it, it wasn't where it needed to be. And so really I've learned what new levels of trust in the Lord look like and it, the freedom and the joy that comes in that. And, um, but you know, it's sort of a time where you're wrestling with God. You're, I'd, I'm so grateful. And then I wrestle with him all at the same time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and one thing that's been really, um, something I'm just really thankful for my, um, boss actually gave me a gratitude journal a couple months back, and I've been using it during this time every morning, and it has been such a gift.
0: Oh, I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know how much I love to journal. I know. I'm <laughs> the queen I, of it. Oh, you're so sweet. I think that that's going to be so cool for you, Mel, because one thing that gratitude, I want to do a different podcast episode on like kind of my perspective around this, but Like, I feel like a gratitude journal just does this thing where it makes you feel really grounded where you are and self-aware. And so, and also when you start writing down these things that you're grateful for, like, it starts to snowball, right? So you realize, like, I'm so grateful for my family that everyone's well. I'm so grateful that I have this job that's sustaining. And then suddenly in front of you, you look at these, this cup of coffee and you go, I'm so thankful for this cup of coffee. I'm so thankful for this desk I get to work at and this beautiful house and this roommate with my friends, This this house and my roommates that are my friends, you know, stuff like that. And I think it's such a good practice in a season like this, when you are wrestling with God and you are wrestling to trust him and trust that he is good. And so that's really encouraging to hear. And I definitely, I need to do that. Oh. Kudos to the boss <laughs> lady
1: for giving me. that really amazing.
0: Yeah. I love that. Have you learned anything new about yourself? I think that the
1: biggest thing I've learned is that my pace of life before quarantine was too quick. Mm. And the reason I learned that is because I loved, I mean, truly loved staying at home so much that it, it was unlike my personality, how much I loved it. And what I realized is that I would have never slowed down unless it was for this. And so that's what I've learned about myself.
0: I love that. Gosh, it's so true. It's so true. And we've been doing these, you know, these weekly if tables, which is like where we all get together and we ask Mm -hmm. a couple questions around a certain topic. And we've talked a lot about how, you know, all of a sudden we have time for each other, you know, like we've, we, Before this, all I can remember is having this crazy full schedule of okay, I'm going to work. And then we're doing drinks after dinner. And then tomorrow night we've got this big party somewhere. Or and the next night we're going out to try this new restaurant. And then we're going to hear somebody play music somewhere else. And then it's like so fun because we're with our people all the time. But when we're doing those things, we don't have time for a random phone call. You know, we don't have time for to like sit and sometimes see each other eye to eye and to hear how is life really going? Like we're having a blast and that's like totally a huge gift too. But it's just so interesting to like think about, you know, what life was like then and what our tendencies were versus what life is like now. And like, how are we going to take what we have now and make, you know, the best of it? Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. So if this is, I have two more questions. Okay. Time down. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you leave, if you could leave a word of advice for your kids or like something about this time that you feel like you've learned about yourself or about God or about life um, for them to read or go back and listen to this 25, 30 years from now, 40 years from now just about this really crazy time of this world being in crisis and this pandemic that you would want them to know?
1: I think I would say two things and the first would be slow down before you have to and then the second one I would say is that we're always stronger together.
0: Mm, That's so good. (laughs) That's so good, now I love that.
1: And then maybe just go outside.
0: <laughs> go outside as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, it's there's something so healing about the sunshine. And it's so good. I've been spending hours outside every day. So I love that mom. Okay, last question. What are you so pumped about after all this is over? What are you going to do? <sighs> oh my gosh, so
1: many things. I've been loving the memes. Of I just can't wait for someone to say, What's your What would you like to drink? You know, what would you like to order? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a few things supporting that the re, um, restaurant industry, but really, what I'm so excited to do is go see my parents. They live in Columbus on the lake, and to go see them and bring friends down with me and um, just do Lake Life for a week. That's all I want to do.
0: Yeah oh, it's so, it's such a different perspective because I'm with my family and you're with all of our friends. And I'm like, oh, I just want to be there. And you're like, no, I just want to be there. And so it's this pull of like, okay, you know, it's like anywhere we are because we're so restricted, like we have this, we want to, you know, because we can't do it, we want it, you know? Yeah. So I get it. I get it. No.
1: Yeah. Well, Beck, I'm loving that you're doing this because I cannot wait to. Like, we can show this entire thing to our kids one day, or to well, not even to our kids, but we can just listen to it for fun. When we're yeah, we're, we're talking like... about
0: the quarantine. <laughs> Remember that one time we were in quarantine? And let's listen to that podcast we made. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's so true. Well, now I'm so thankful. I know you have to go because it's early morning and you're about to go jump on for work but I'm just super thankful for your friendship and I'm super grateful that you got on here and shared your wisdom from being a leader and just like life and everything you're learning about yourself and God and yeah I'm just super grateful for you as my friend and I really miss you I'm really ex- excited to see you soon I love you back. I love you have a great day